Good evening and welcome to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast, or I guess I should say welcome back after a little bit of an intermittent schedule. Yeah, um, one week hiatus. That's right. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. How you doing, Rob? Good evening, everyone. I'm, I'm doing okay. It was a little better um, before the Penguins got that last goal, but yep. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, as most of you know, uh, Rob and I do not share the same allegiances to pro sports in football or baseball, so... Hockey is one of our rare chances to root for the same team, and it's yeah. pain- painful and, for both of us. Yes. And basketball, that's rather fleeting with the yes. Wizards. Yes, yes. And DC United, also yeah. rather rather fleeting. Yeah, that's that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, but we are back after a little bit of a hiatus um, the last few weeks. We are glad to join you all again, as always. We are brought to you by Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. I know some people were down there at the spring game, uh, got their free pint glasses. You can still get a free pint glass, as always, by mentioning the JMU Sports Blog podcast. Um, it's coming into deck season, so get down there and enjoy their awesome patio at Pale Fire. And now that they're available everywhere, you can find awesome Pale Fire beers, most of the D.C. area, I think. So everybody enjoy that. Um, I want to thank, um, we haven't talked about this in a while, but this is my first night with a new set of headphones, so we'll see how this goes. That is uh, largely thanks to everybody from our t-shirt campaign back in November and December. We will see if maybe this cuts down on some of the um, interference we had from my old microphone cord. So we'll see what happens. Yes. Um, we are... maybe, maybe not opening beers in the middle of the podcast, uh, but I'll be well to no, no guarantees on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are... We're going to have a fun show tonight. We're going to be pretty short and sweet. Uh, we're going to do a full old guys leave. Those of you that have been around with us for a long time, all the way back to the early blog days, uh, know that Rob and I have often made fun of our own turning into old guys. We're going to enjoy that a lot tonight. At the end, we're going to do a, a few tips as it is graduation weekend in the Berg. Um, Rob's, uh, Rob, I looked back at your post from 2012. I think that has to be our all-time record for comments, right? 54 comments, at least on a non-prediction. Or like non-football, yeah. you know, whatever, game day or something. Yeah, so um, we will bring that same <laughs> tongue-in-cheek to this, to this bit tonight as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, but before we do that, we do want to go around the horn a little bit with JMU Sports, uh, particularly two spring sports that are doing great stuff. And then with the football team and a bunch of guys that are going to get their shot at the next level. Uh, I think the first team we both want to talk about is the women's lacrosse team. So, yeah, this was, this was fantastic. Um, They had the much anticipated uh, regular season finale with Towson, Uh, Towson and Jamie have kind of been on a collision course all year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think most people, uh, myself included, kind of viewed this game over the weekend as a preview um, of the most likely CAA tournament championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, two top 10 teams, um, far and away the class of the CAA. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, clearly, you know, yeah. they're, they're both, you know, Delaware and the other programs capable of an upset, but uh, really the class of the league and the game absolutely lived up to the hype. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, JMU had at one point a five goal lead, mm-hmm. I think, in the second half. At Towson on the road. At Towson on the road. Towson came storming back, forced overtime. Um, and then Guardian, just like she did against UNC, came up with a clutch call right. um, to win it. It was really just fantastic. Just a great win to go on the road, close out the season like that. Um, not only does it give them a ton of momentum heading into the tournament, which will be in Harrisonburg, but it clinches them hosting the tournament next year. Yes. Um, so that's another big thing. I mean, it, 
you, you never know. It's program is in great shape, but losing a lot of seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been some underclassmen that have stepped up, but just really good going into next season where there's going to be a lot of turnover, knowing that you've got that advantage of having the tournament on your home home field. But um, I don't know. It was exciting. That, that was actually one. I, I'm not kidding. Yeah, I think that I've really been looking forward to that. But that yeah, was cool. Yeah, both of us, I think, were following minute by minute on Twitter, if, mm-hmm. if not the whole game on the, uh, on the streaming site. And, yeah. yeah, I actually had to, like, walk out. Like, I, had, I was in a place where I was actually doing work over the weekend. And was in a place where I could kind of follow along and I had to leave to go do something else. Right. Like right when overtime started. And of course, at that point, they, I think they had been up three with four or five minutes to go. Right. And Towson came storming back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was obviously nervous, but shouldn't have been at all as JMU has proven time and time again, this season, they are up for the challenge when these tight games get tight. Um, This team, Rob, I think, it's exciting. You know, they're going to score on anybody. I, I think that's what we yeah. saw this weekend. Right. I mean, even in their yeah. big, you know, the one loss to, um, in Virginia, I think Maryland, Maryland. Yeah. You Maryland. know, even in that game, they scored a bunch of goals. Uh, yeah. Obviously the Carolina game, the Towson game, the other kind of top 10 teams they played this year, they won in overtime on a high scoring game this weekend. It was 17, 16. So I think they will, if their defense, and I think they, I think they yeah. put up 16 against Carolina. They did, yeah, and that's what I just I think if they can dial in their defense at all in the postseason, they have as good a chance as anyone in the country to be right there all the way to the end. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know there's there's been a lot of kind of back and forth, and I, I was a bit taken aback when I saw that North Carolina jumped me, them in the polls. Me too. That was really frustrating for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. I looked into it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it, it is frustrating, but give credit where credit is due. North Carolina has been red hot. Yep. They've just been steamrolling everybody. They beat Boston College um, who was in the ACC championship and was undefeated yep. heading into it. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of neck and neck. You can go however you want, and you can certainly say, hey, oh, head-to-head, um, Jamie beat them. Um, on the other hand, uh, first of all, I'm not going to cry about it too much. We're talking <laughs> still top five team. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the other hand, strength of schedule, I mean, by benefit of being in the ACC, sure. North Carolina has, you know, been able to play some some better teams. Uh, they've got a really strong strength of schedule. I think they're actually number one in RPI. Yeah. And JMU's uh, actually number four in RPI. So yeah. a little higher than their ranking right now is fifth. But Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, they're, they're all right there. And both teams have tournaments to play, uh, conference tournaments. So, you know, no guarantee JMU won't be in the top four when the NCAA bracket comes out. But certainly if JMU can get through their semifinal game against Elon, I think they are almost, you know, they're pretty much a lock to be in the big tournament. Uh, no matter oh, what yeah. happens. I mean, they're going to be in the tournament. It's just yeah. a matter of, of are you hosting or not yeah. at this point. Um, sure. I mean, the women's tournament, I think it's 26 teams. It's kind of a weird tournament. And mm-hmm. eight are seeded. Okay. Um, I think the seventh and eighth seed you play in like 14 pods with the playing game. And then the other ones, um, it's essentially two teams for the right to play the seed. I think that's how JMU did it last year. You know, they played Louisville, and the winner of that game played Penn State. Penn State was hosting the pod. Gotcha. Um, I think JMU is certainly in good position. And I actually went and I did some research today to, to <laughs> try to figure this out, um, to figure out the selection criteria. Okay. Because, you know, everybody, you know, that I was like, everybody's like, oh, man, that's screwed. You know, the polls, they, they right. got screwed in the polls. Um, if you look at it, the stated selection criteria for at-large teams. So I don't know if this applies to how they seed. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the, the automatic qualifiers and right. knock on wood, Jamie will be the automatic qualifier. Right. But it goes RPI, head-to-head competition, results versus common opponents, significant wins and losses, 
and then um, evaluation of your 10 highest rated teams on the team schedule. So that's like your, your strength of schedule um, just first your top 10 teams. Well, that sounds pretty JMU good for does, JMU. Yeah. Yeah. JMU does pretty well on those metrics. Yep. Um, the, the last one is where they kind of fall behind the 10 highest rated opponents. JMU currently is 13th. Um, okay. You know, behind UNC, Stony Brook, BC, and Maryland, kind of right. all the teams above them. Mm-hmm. So if it came down to that, they'd be, I don't know how this applies to the automatic qualifiers, but I assume it's something similar. But given that it's the NCAA, there's probably a tiebreaker of big conference trumps. So <laughs> right, we right. fully expect them to lose out. Although Stony Brook, I think, is the number one team right now, right? They are, number one overall. Yeah. Um, they're in trouble. I mean, if they lose this weekend, they're, they're screwed. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, the American East is not quite um, the CIA and certainly not the ACC. Um, but I guess the point is, like, well, it is frustrating to see Jamie get jumped in the polls. It's not the end of the world, and there's still a lot to play. They're going to probably have the benefit of, you know, playing Towson in this weekend. Another mm-hmm. win could pop them right back up to a top four seed. Sure um, at the at the very worst, I still think they're looking at a top eight seed and potentially. Yeah, and it sounds like that's what's team. yeah, that's what sounds like what's most important. Yeah. Um, yeah, at least to get through the first couple of rounds. So, just really great news for the lacrosse team. They have had have pretty much dominated the CAA Player of the Week awards all year. Mm-hmm. Um, just some great performances and a great all around team, and they'll go as far as their defense can take them. I think. Uh, yeah, because it sure seems like they're going to score plenty of goals. Yeah. So good luck to the ladies. We are happy again that Coach Shelley joined us before the season and we didn't jinx anything. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other team this weekend that had a huge weekend in the Berg uh, was softball, who had, you know, at, it's not scored. Oh, oh Sorry. all right. <laughs> all right. Um, that's awesome. All right. We'll get happier now. So, yeah, on that note, um, yeah, the softball no, going team, back, huge series against Hofstra. Oh, huge. They, they were uh, two games back and swept Hofstra in a three-game series. Um, hit, what, nine home runs <laughs> in the first two I think, games? I think on Saturday, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just on Saturday in the doubleheader. Yeah. yeah, they were fantastic. So it was really great stuff from JMU softball. It's so funny, too, like, Rob, I was just thinking, you know, it seems like they've had an up-and-down year and maybe they haven't lived up. And then you go and look at their record yeah. and the, where they are. And they're right where they've been the last three or four years. Yeah, you know? it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I mean they don't feel like they're like... shoo-in in the tournament, the CAA tournament. But they certainly seem like a team that's capable of winning the CAA and, and doing damage again in the big tournament. Well, so. again, like I, I went and looked this up earlier mm-hmm. today and, and was reading it. And um, ESPNW, the women's sports oh, yeah. site, has Jamie back on the right side of the bubble. Um, oh wow! This week, even, on the, even as an at-large, so if, yeah, said, so you yeah. know they, they definitely took care of business. They're a huge, huge win. I, I think that's like their fifth top twenty win. Um, so they're, they're like, yeah, no, they're definitely on the right side of things. I think the the polls came out today, and their top twenty, what are they, twenty second and twenty fourth? I think in the two polls, so mm-hmm. things are definitely trending up at the right time of the year. Big time, yeah, and it's just exciting because that's a team that people in the Berg have really adopted as their own i think they had big crowds it sounded like they had over a thousand at every game this weekend um which is which is good, awesome good stuff for, for jamie's for college sports i mean you draw a thousand people outside of football and basketball oh, and yeah. pretty much any college sport that's a big crowd um, yeah, especially and that's not think, a knock i'm not talking like relatively speaking like a thousand people that's legitimate yes 
that's, and that's especially really cool. in a sport where you're not going to draw a lot of students, you know, I mean, yeah. this is really a team that's been adopted by the Valley and it's yeah. so great to see. So hopefully they will have some more home games to come. So yeah. Yeah. The last thing we want to talk about tonight that's really exciting is one, two, three, four, five, six JMU players. Um, no one was drafted this weekend. Uh, it was a really cool article by our friend of the pod, uh, Brian McLaughlin on Hero Sports, talking about how JMU's lack of draftees is getting ready to change over the next couple of years with guys like Rashad Robinson, Jimmy Moreland, Riley Stapleton eventually. Um, well, well, you know Belichick's got his eyes on Riley Stapleton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw that Brian Shore was on <laughs> Belichick's draft board this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Belichick likes the gritty wide receivers, as they say. Gritty, quote unquote. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the the two two guys. So as you guys know, uh, or maybe don't, I, I think we have learned this a lot the last few years. There are two classes of players that get chances at the NFL who are not drafted. The first is players who are signed as undrafted free agents. That means they've actually signed a contract. It means the team choosing them, you know, has at least reasonable hopes i think that that player might make the team um, or at least the practice squad well they're signing them to at least bring them into real training camp. camp yeah real, real camp, camp. Yeah. not not these mini camp. nothing against the guys who want to make no camp. not that's at all still a tremendous opportunity but it's it's you've already cleared one hurdle that's right and so two guys from jmu's team last year um were signed after the draft the first was the big left tackle aaron Stinney, was signed by the tennessee titans this sounds like a really promising opportunity Tennessee had, did not have a lot of draft picks in the draft. They, I think, only made four selections in the draft this year. And so they obviously, you know, the guys they were signing as undrafted free agents are potentially guys that really do have a shot. Uh, there was a good story this week from Greg Medea about how the Titans had come to the JMU Pro Day and they'd actually taken Aaron Stinney out to lunch at O'Neill's afterwards to really have a conversation. Um, so it sounds like the Titans are you know, really thinking Stinney might, I mean, it, it definitely sounds like he's in a great position to, to potentially get a chance uh, yeah. in the league. And that's, that's really great. And then the other guy was safety Raven green, the interception machine and all time leader in interceptions at JMU signed by the green Bay Packers. So that has to be, I mean, that's great for all of us to hear who have enjoyed watching that number five terrorize people the last four or five years. It's great news. Uh, Raven certainly seems like the kind of guy who, you know, he could play on special teams in the NFL potentially, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, that I speed and coverage and, you know, this is the kind of thing that when you're – Just the aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah, aggressiveness, you know. Coverage teams. Yeah, you could see him even on a punt team as a you know mm -hmm. outside blocker or a gunner. You know, I, I can just see him in a lot of different roles. And All right, is it working his way into the defensive backfield, you know? Yeah, he's, absolutely. Yeah, eventually. He's, yeah. absolutely got, he's absolutely got the – the ceiling is pretty high for him. And we've seen him. I mean, the way he reads the game generally from that safety spot is something that, you know, that intelligence level is so huge at the next level. And it, you know, we're, so big hopes for Raven Green and congrats to him for that opportunity. The next group of guys, there are four guys who got invites, either one or multiple invites to rookie minicamp, which is coming up here in the next few weeks. So, in the past, Rob and I kind of thought, well, that's nice. Those guys get a shot. They get their cup of coffee, and maybe that doesn't really work out. And then last year, we saw Rashard Davis get a Super Bowl ring with the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles after being a guy who just had a rookie minicamp invite and kind of bounced around, 
from the Eagles to the practice squad, got cut, came back, and ultimately won a ring. Uh, so it's certainly exciting for these four guys as well and, and not in any way to write them off. Um, the big name on this list was, of course, Brian Shore, who is going to the minicamp with the Chicago Bears. So that is pretty, pretty cool. Rob and I both immediately jumped on the fact that he may have a chance to throw the ball to Daniel Brown. Yeah. And he may be protected at some point by Earl Watford. Mm-hmm. So the Bears are definitely vying for the mantle of the most JMU team. Um, and he'll also be joining uh, Mitch Trubisky, who he played against, played very well against down here at Chapel Hill two years ago, um, who's the starting quarterback down up there in Chicago. So just a great opportunity for Brian. And then who else? Like I saw Robinson. Yeah, Simeon Robinson today, was the, the late one today. Cincinnati. Going to the I bank. Kind of surprised me. I mean, I'm happy for him. I'm kind of surprised it took that, that many days. Maybe he was – you know, waiting for different teams or something. But um, yeah, I think he's got potential to make some noise and work his way into a camp. And then, you know, from there, anything's possible. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the players that we've enjoyed the most. And I think if you're a team at the next level, you got to see he's a guy who improved immensely from coming into college to where he is right now. And, you know, if you're an NFL team, maybe you look at that and think he's still got room to grow. So that's exciting for Simeon Robinson. Um, the other two guys, Andrew Ankara, we expected – uh, to go somewhere, he will be joining Aaron, Te- Aaron Stinney in Tennessee. He may, there's some confusion. He may also have a chance with Seattle, but he's definitely got a. Uh, he's he can, got both. He's both. Got both. Is that both? Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then the same thing goes for Jordan Brown. And this was really exciting. You know, his first invite came from the Ravens. And for those of you that remember Jordan's story, he's a Maryland kid. Brother played at, played at Maryland, University of Maryland. And we've seen in the past with JMU guys sometimes get a shot with a team like the Redskins or the Ravens, an invite that might be more of a kind of a solid to somebody along the way where Jordan Brown ended up getting a second invite from the Titans as well. So that's really exciting. And uh, we'll be rooting for all those guys in Tennessee, uh, all being there at the same time. It's got to make them feel good and comfortable as they get there. So good luck to all of them. It's pretty incredible that, I mean, we can bemoan that there hasn't been a guy drafted the last couple of years when JMU has been so successful as a team, but having six, putting six guys in the, you know, into this position really speaks volumes about where this program is. So we, I, I can't, I mean, I don't know that we've ever had six guys get a shot before. So no, I can't think of that offhand, but no, it's I, certainly, it's certainly cool. Um, yeah. It's really cool. And guys come out of nowhere. I mean, look at, I mean, Baker Mayfield. He walked yeah. on to two different places. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's, there, everyone's going, everybody that. loves to root. Yeah. Well, then he took that Brett Favre picture, and that's what yeah. got him the number one pick, which, which was, was completely worthy of the number one pick, by the way. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Well, yes. Did you hear the Reds today? Like, Cleveland, some guy said that they were considering Rosen, but he ran into the UCLA volleyball team at the airport, <laughs> at the airport. and he asked one of the coaches, like, what do you think about Rosen? And they're like, Oh, you should talk to that girl over there. That's his girlfriend. And he's like, hmm, that was telling. We couldn't draft him. I'm like, what the hell was wrong? Between this well, and like having like didn't they have like a homeless guy tell him to draft Manzel yes. years ago? And as a Washington I, fan, I really I I mean, we're in the same boat, so what am I gonna say? I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm rooting for yeah. Mayfield. I like him. I like watching him yeah. play. Um, I kind of root for all these quarterbacks. They all everybody picks them apart so much. And it's like they go from they're all first round picks. People are like, Oh, they're terrible and 
it's still tough for them to make it. Like I want Darnold to do well. I want um, Rosen to do well. Yeah, well, Josh Allen um, only completed fifty percent of his passes even to do well. Yeah, yeah. And, right. Uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, it's it's cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm even as a Giants fan. I'm even rooting for Lola. I probably would root for him anyway. He's yep. he's a guy that I didn't like facing when Jamie faced him, but. Um, he's a talented guy. He seems like a classy guy. That, we should talk about that, Rob. I mean, uh, yeah. Brian McLaughlin um, had a, put out a little tweet this weekend that was actually something he had gotten from Vad Lee. And yeah. It was Kyle Laletta had written Vad an email, I guess probably a day or two after that notorious 2015 game day game um, when Vad had gotten hurt. And Laletta was just like, hey, I'm the Richmond quarterback. Uh, it really, you know, I heard about your injury. It sucks. You're such a great player. I know you yeah, have I've always looked up to you. Yeah. yeah like, it was, it was just, just cool. really cool. And it, it just, as much as we hate on the, the spatters, it's uh, we'll be, we'll both be rooting for Loletta uh, quite a bit going forward. Now that he's oh, not, yeah. no, now no. that he's wearing Royal blue and red instead of Navy blue. And red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big yeah, difference exactly. in the shade there. So I think that's about all we're really going to cover tonight with sports. Right, Rob? Yeah, man. Let's just yeah. get back to move on to this weekend. The Caps one. This, or this weekend or next weekend, one or the others. Uh, big JMU commencement coming up. Graduation time. Uh, pretty exciting for this year's class. Will be retiring. Thirty-seven year JMU employee, uh, the vice president for student affairs, Mark Warner, will be giving the key, you know the key commencement speech this year. Uh, you know, sometimes people sort of bat their eyes a little bit at having someone who's from within the organization be the speaker and not having some big name celebrity. But I think Dr. Warner's earned it. And I can't tell you working in the, working in higher ed myself, it's pretty incredible to be a guy in a position like vice chancellor for student affairs and be as universally beloved as Dr. Warner has been. Um, It takes a lot. It, It takes a special, a unique person to sort of navigate that position for a long time and be this popular. So it's really, that's exciting for this year's class. And Rob and I are also really excited about his replacement is a friend of the pod, Tim Miller. So another double Duke coming back. Yeah, he just, he officially started last week, right? He did. And uh, his wife, Jamie Jones Miller, was the sort of longtime president of the Alumni Association. It's a classmate of mine at JMU, just couldn't be happier for them. There's no two people in the world that bleed purple and gold more than those two. And uh, Tim has been with George Washington University for quite a while before going to JMU. But that's, that's a Coming good hire for JMU. It seems to me, having watched a lot of people do these roles, you, you couldn't, couldn't do much better. So really, it's congratulations to Tim and, and congrats to JMU. It's just a, it's awesome to have a couple like that in the Valley, hopefully for a long time to come. Um, but we're going to give you guys a couple pieces of advice on graduation for any of our uh, Bennett. We know you're out there somewhere. So maybe you're the only student listening. <laughs> the only one. The yeah. only one. Oh. Right. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. There, there's, there's no chance. There's no chance. No chance. And he won't even listen. Come on. I mean, right. ben, Bennett's got better things to do this week. <laughs> he does. So, Rob, what was the first thing you were thinking about? Oh, I don't know. Are we, are we being serious? Are well, being, no. Being I, like, I, I mean, the, like, first of all, like. In the spirit of Rob's post, right? Where Rob. Well, I don't know. I'll be semi-serious, but. I mean, if we're really going to be serious, my first bit of advice would be to not take advice from the two of us. That's right. I mean, that's just worthless. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody's going, oh, I, I knew this. Take all that with a grain of salt. Most oh, people yeah. are, 
full we're just crap, two old guys I, who don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. But there's also a lot of truth. Um, we, we were there once. Um, we had a good time. We loved JMU. Um, it was kind of bittersweet to leave. I will say it, it, it's very fun to be a JMU student. It's awesome. Pretty damn awesome. It's also pretty damn awesome to be a JMU alum. It's not sure like is. it ends or it's miserable. And nope. all the good things about JMU, and there are many. I mean, the location, the spirit, the campus, you know, the amenities, the, the dining room. It's mostly the people. And um, I don't know. If you're, if you're mm-hmm. good about it and you make an effort, and I really encourage everybody to, you'll keep in touch with those people. And it's just it's the beginning of a lifelong friendship, not the end. So nope. I wouldn't, wouldn't cry over it or, like, get too sad. It's, it, it is fun. Um, but if we're going to do anything, I guess my first bit of advice would kind of just be like location, location, location. Yes. In terms of, of where you live. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say break the bank and buy a million dollar home. And, oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, um, but you're better off. Commuting sucks. We know that. Like yes. having a bad commute is terrible. But it's worse, I imagine, being in your 20s and being 30 or 40 minutes away from where all of your friends are, all the action is. So like, you know, if you, if you live in like, if you, if you go get a job in the DC area, if you're up for like living in Ashburn right out of college, by all means go for it. But I would strongly advise against it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> live where your friends are like, it's sorry. Up, Part low. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 but like, no, I will say this. Like if it means, Hey, to save up the money, you live at home for a year. Absolutely. Worth it. it. Yep. Absolutely worth it. Live at home, get yourself straight and then move to a place where you can have fun, enjoy yourself. Um, it's worth driving, you know, 30, 45 minutes a day um, in your 20s. Brad, so you don't need to drive 40 minutes and pick up everybody and run carpool for your friends going to the bars on the weekends. Yep. Um, I, I, whatever. I, I did that. Like when I first got out of college, I was supposed to live with Gaster and Decap and those guys, and I was supposed to wait a year. And I got bored of living home like a month, and I just moved in with, you know, Doug and Biggins right. and those guys. In Fairfax, and it was good fun to live with him. It was <laughs> terrible living in Fairfax. <laughs> We'd be yeah. driving, like, we would take turns. Our big thing was to rush home on Fridays, and this is incredibly responsible and it seems stupid, but like, right. you would try to get home first and then pound as many beers as you can. So by the time your roommates got home, you'd be like, oh, I'm not fit to drive. You gotta drive. <laughs> it was such like oh, a aggressive BS way of doing things. Yes. But we did never. Terrible week. advice. Like, Damn it. it was terrible. And then it got forward, it's like, screw it. And we just went out of town every weekend until we moved to Arlington. Um, right. So I don't know. Just uh, you don't need to live in a nice place. You don't want to live in a dump, but like live where it's fun. And if you're the type of person who, li- who likes living in the suburbs, then by all means do that. Don't, don't go live where everybody else is. But just like, I don't know. I'd rather deal with a commute than deal with being nowhere on the weekends. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. I think you once said something about a fifty-eight dollar cab ride. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been there, done that. Where yeah. you're like you, you're with your friends, and like if you're whatever, <laughs> you live in Dupont or something, your friends leave, or you live in Columbia Heights or wherever, and your friends leave, you can get home on your own. You can get a good over. I've made that decision when I lived in Fairfax. Like me and Freeman, are like no, no, God, leave us. We'll get home. And seventy-five dollars <laughs> later. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. You know, if you can even find anybody to drive you there. Right. So. Uh, so my first thing, thinking about this, Rob, I was thinking back to how I felt graduation weekend to the to the extent I can remember that through the haze of mm-hmm. Red Dog and Ice House. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, is this is not the end for making friends. Um, and it's not even the end for making JMU friends. Uh, I think I, I definitely wandered around those like couple weeks of graduation thinking like, 
I got to suck this up. Like I'm never going to, you know, have this many friends again or be around all these people again. And I wasn't around most of those people again. And a couple of, thankfully, like Rob, a couple of them have stuck with me all these years. But I've also been fortunate, and I think most people, if, if you work at it a little bit or, or look for it, are, I mean, some of my best friends today, almost 20 years later, are JMU people who I really wasn't friends with at JMU. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, don't take it too seriously this weekend. Um, it's hard to not take anything too seriously when you're 22, but it's, um, there's plenty more out there. So maybe we're sounding very optimistic tonight more than usual, but that's, uh, that was my first one is don't, don't think this is like the end of having all these friends or whatever. It's a great time. Oh no, no. without a doubt. Yeah. And like the other thing is, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's like, hopefully it's like this for people at other colleges. I sincerely hope that other people are, are as excited about their alma mater as we are about <laughs> JMU. Nope. Um, probably not, but like <laughs> it is neat when we can do things like go to Frisco and pick up with guys that you don't see that often. Mm-hmm. But it is immediately like old times. Um, oh yeah, that is. But there are, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. But there are people that you do kind of you form that bond with just the common connection of like, oh, you went to JMU, and you end up becoming friends mm-hmm. years after college, which is which is really neat. So or your 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 spouse's friends, or your friends' friends, you know, suddenly are in your life from a couple years on either side of you. That yeah, might have gone absolutely. to JMU, and you know, two years later, you're taking both families to the beach or something. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah. cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. <That's>, so <laughs> I feel like you're talking about me, but no, right, right, right. that is definitely cool. It is fun. Yeah. Um, my other one, this is kind of generic and everybody says this, but like my advice would be to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Todd, you, you moved to Colorado and you drove cross country and mm-hmm. I did kind of the, I don't know, it's fun, but the very kind of stereotypical cliched backpacking through Europe. It was um, awesome. I wish yeah, I should have done it was that. Awesome. <laughs> but I continued to do that. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not holding myself up as an example or be like, I'm the best, but it really was fun. And I'm not saying you should travel in your twenties, you know, before you've got like real responsibilities or get out of your system. I'm actually saying the complete opposite travel early to kind of make it a habit and realize how fun it is. And mm-hmm. to continue to plan for it. Um, it's very easy to get bogged down in your career or overwhelmed with stress from family and friends and just everyday life. But um, I don't know, like I, I love traveling. I found everybody mm-hmm. that's really given it a chance and gone out. It doesn't need to be big. You don't need to like, you know, go, you know, bike Vietnam, bike through Vietnam <laughs> or like, you know, it, it can be just taking road trips, just getting out. But like, getting away from work, getting away from your everyday life. It could just, you know, whatever, driving to see friends in Richmond or going to check out different cities in America, doing road trips in the games, just getting out of your everyday life is a really good way to just kind of reset things. And for me, um, geez, I sound like I'm giving advice. I don't mean to, but like, it helps me realize like some of the crap that there's just so much more out there than my own stupid head that I get in so many, you know, like you get so trapped. I don't know if you're like this, but like I, Sometimes in good ways and bad ways, you get so worked up and I think, oh my gosh, everything's so important. And then you take a step back. um, I don't know. And you just realize like, holy crap, it's, it's very insignificant stuff that I worry about. And there's so many new cool things to learn and so many cool places to see. And um, I mean, my wife and I, you know, Jessica and I love to travel. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what we've, that's kind of our thing. Yeah. We don't have a big big house. Um, We've got a nice house, nice neighborhood, but like we'd much rather, pursue experiences i'm yep. i'm not into cars like that's why <laughs> people are but like i'd much rather get out and do things um and super fun and i just think it 
a lot of people think it's not for them or it might not be. If you start doing it, everybody who starts off doing the 20, they say you, you get the bug. You absolutely do. And it's so worth it. Like some of my best experiences have been um, just getting out of town and doing yeah. something different. And not necessarily big trips. I'm not talking about like, let's again, like I've, I've been a lot of awesome, awesome places, but I've also had great trips you know, road trips with right. friends. Yeah. And, you know, like you, you were driving down to Furman with you and Gasper. Yeah. Just dumb stuff like that. Just getting out of my comfort zone and getting to meet other people. Um, it's, a, it's just, I don't, I can't think of anything better to do. No, I, th- and, I think that's right. And it's like the perfect time to do it. Yeah. Travel, travel, travel. No doubt. You, you can, you can get the time off to do it. <laughs> and yeah. actually weirdly, I can't believe I'm going to give an old man thing, but I'm the one that was thinking about career today. And mm-hmm. I was just going to say, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mean to make light of it for people that are serious and, and have reasons they need to keep going and, and pay back loans and all kinds of serious things. But I mean, I'm essentially on my third career since law school. And that doesn't include the stupid shit I was doing before law school. Right. And, uh, and I just was thinking, like, I was looking back at your post that time, Rob, <laughs> like, you're not going to be on the fast track work fast track working on important projects your first year no. right um you're going to be in the third hour of a 115 power slide powerpoint presentation on synergies given by a guy in yeah. short sleeves and a knit tie mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean at some yeah. point like just get a job get started do what you need to do and you'll figure it out from there um we i think we all had plenty of miserable days in our first six or seven years in our career where we tried to read the whole internet. <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, right. And, but that doesn't last forever. And, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out sooner or later. So just get to work and do a good job and show up every day and, you know, do what you can. You'll, and, I, you're, I, never, and you're never going to figure it out. I no, mean, I've, the, I've had several no, no. experiences. I've had several experiences where I thought my career was over. Then I've had other experiences where I thought I would, I just got my golden ticket. <laughs> you never know. I, nope. Um, it's different. I think Todd, I think I told you, like, I'm kind of at a crossroads now. It's not like some big existential crisis, <laughs> but like, I'm ready to either make a run at doing something more substantial with my current employer or just say, Hey, you know what? Maybe I need to go try someplace different. Mm-hmm. And it is scary, but I mean, it, it's gonna, I realize like, I'm never going to figure it out. This is what it is. I think I'm always going to be like, just trying to do my best and just trying to, you know, make the best of it. But like, I don't know. Maybe there are people that set a plan at like age 22, 23 and knock it out of the park and God bless them. Um, right. But for most of us, you figure it out as you go. Big time. Yeah. And you don't know. I mean, I, I'm doing something I love now working in a field I love and I still spent yes, 12 hours of yesterday trying to work, work through firing a tenured faculty member in a faculty grievance oh. committee. Right. And that's a miserable, miserable day. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, it's you know, I love what I do and love the work, but there, no matter what you're doing, there's going to be crappy days. So, just put them behind you. Well, go out, with, go out with your JMU friends on Friday and forget about it. Well, the <laughs> other thing with, with career, and this was kind of my own bit of things, like, don't end, underestimate the importance of luck. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like just work hard. You already went to JMU, so you cool. have good luck. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but like, what I'm not saying it's like, don't sweat it. You're going to catch bad breaks. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up about it, Mm-mm. but also don't, don't get too high or think you're the cat's meow when you catch a good break. That's uh, right. Stuff happens. I mean, there are plenty of people that are just rock stars, mm-hmm. you know, just purely talented people that chart a course and they go hit it. There are other people that are just 
good folks with good work habits get along with others and they catch a break and they take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Both of those paths are equally valuable, equally admirable. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, don't knock people. If your coworkers or friends catch a break, pat them on the back, buy them a beer and be happy for them because you're going to catch your break too. Um, You can, you can make yourself really sick with worry about like, Oh, why is it happening to this guy and not me? <laughs> I speak from experience as a guy who's done that. <laughs> right. I regret the hell out of it. Yep. Um, Cause then I look back, I'm like, man, I've caught some really good breaks mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it happens. Just let it go, but don't beat yourself up if it doesn't happen. And I don't know. It's just, you see a lot, a lot of stuff is just chance. Yeah. You got one more, Rob? One more. Yeah. My other one, just kind of general life advice is just don't be an asshole. Um, <laughs> And I don't. This was kind of. I mean, that's kind of a rough word. But I don't know if you're familiar with Bob Sutton. He's a professor out of Stanford's engineering school. He got involved with their D school, which is the okay. design school. And um, he wrote this book called The No Asshole Rule. And he struggled to get it published because lots of companies were like, or lots of publishing houses were like, "Well, that's a good premise. Like, you should, you know, be nice in the workplace." But we need to change the title. And he's like, "No, I want to use the word asshole. I want to drive home the point." <laughs> And he, he published it, and it's just such good advice. He's just basically taking taking a stance being like, you should not be an asshole. You should not treat anybody like an asshole. You should not tolerate anybody as an asshole. And if you find yourself in a situation where there are just vile people being bad, just flee. And it seems simple, mm-hmm. but it really is good advice. Like, yeah. you can go pretty far in life just by treating people decently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And, like, oh, capture the score again. No, they, um, really? Yeah, did I? Oh, we scored. Oh, yes. Um, but I don't know. Like, it, there, there are like, there are a lot of. Most people are good. I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you run into a creep. Just don't try to change them. Um, I've been really fortunate. Where I've never really worked with anything but good people. You know, there's a couple people that are, that are sketchy, <laughs> but you just leave. And most of the people that I admire, most of the people that I've worked for, who've been really good bosses, aren't the smartest, or even the hardest working, or. They're just kind of decent people that know how to, to treat treat others. And um, people gravitate towards folks like that, mm-hmm. both in terms of like for work and socially. Um, they're just more fun to be friends with, they're more fun to do things with. It's easier to spend a late night working with somebody who's a good person than it is to spend 10 minutes with somebody who's an ass. Yeah. Um, you might think it's worth it, take shortcuts, or like people get excited about like, oh, you know, you got to you read these stories, you watch movies. About yeah, people, be a hard ass. Oh, yeah. be a hard ass. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, it might work for some people. Right. But most of the time know. it works in the short run, but not in the long run. Yeah. You know? and, and you went to JMU and that's a place where most people like it because folks are good people and they're fun to be around. And they um, try to get along. Yeah. Try to get along. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, I, I was fortunate. I went to, you know, I had a very good graduate school experience. Mm-hmm. I went to school with a lot of people from quote unquote top schools, you know, Ivy leagues and everything. And they were all fine, but I gravitated more towards, the people from like University of Georgia and Auburn who reminded me of JMU folks mm-hmm. and that they were smart. They weren't brainy right. and they were kind of just good folks and easy to get along. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just, it seems I'm, I'm rambling here, but no, that's be a good person. Just don't be an ass. You, you yeah. can, you can do really, really well and be really, really happy if you just try not to be a jerk and treat people kindly. Yep. I think that's about all we need to say on that. Cause my, my mm-hmm. last thing was just kind of, you know, you'll find another tribe when you get out. And the funny thing you'll recognize I was going to pick on some other schools is not everybody is like we said, most people you meet from JMU, you make a connection with and you can, you have that sense of camaraderie with Um, Mm -hmm. most, a lot of other schools don't 
their alums don't feel that way about their school and and they're not like that <laughs> i was always surprised i'm like oh you know you meet three or four people who live in a house down the street from you that went to a different school you think oh they're all going to be excited and know all these people and be all fun and social and easygoing and it's not like your jmu friends so but they are out there um whether they're from jmu or from other schools and just enjoy it and have fun you'll you'll figure it out eventually no doubt so yep so with that we will leave you tonight um thanks as always to pale fire uh just we we are so thankful to them i will be in the berg for madison alumni conference i think i'm confirmed now uh, to go the first week of June. So I will definitely be catching up with our friends at Pale Fire then. Maybe Rob and I do a little uh, little pot action from the Berg. Or oh, at least one awesome, of us. Yeah, yeah and, I and have then, um, baseball that weekend. With James, but... And then the best news of all is that the Caps just won this game. I know. Thank and God. And so maybe uh, Rob and I will just continue distracting ourselves. And other all the Caps fans out there, we promise we'll, we'll do another pot if we get to a game seven at some point in these playoffs. Oh, I hope we don't. I hope we don't I, I either. Cap, cap I thought five. for sure this Please was going go. to overtime again tonight, but here we are. Yeah, I did so. too. And I, I thought I thought somebody's going to kill Wilson. I thought somebody's going to jump out of the crowd <laughs> and literally try to strangle him. But... After that hit, in the... oh boy! Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was intentional, nope. but he's he's definitely kind of plays a little reckless. Playoff hockey, folks. Hasn't really earned the benefit of the doubt. So nope. We shall see. Uh, well, thanks, Rob. I will uh, talk to you next week, and hopefully we'll get this edited and up for you all very shortly. All right. Later. All right. Go Dukes.